I just want to kind of have you introduce yourself to us and share a little bit about yeah who you are and your upbringing and what the stigma actually means to you. So I grew up in like a, from the outside perspective, like suburban, like, oh man, that family's like, they got it together. Right. White picket fence. My brother and sister were seven and eight years older. And this was in the San Fernando Valley. But I had a good childhood. It was like, it was like I had four parents because my brother and sister were older. They really wanted a little kid, a little brother, or little sibling. And like early on in life, I started going to sort of like a youth youth ministry thing near where we lived. And through that, it wasn't like immediate, but, and my brother was like kind of working at the church and kind of was always like, you should go, you should go. And I was like, eh. What were some of the resistances to going? I think just like, you know, being nervous about meeting new people or whatever. Like I had maybe a few friends and I was like, no, whatever I got. It's hard to go back and think at that age, right. you know, but I would guess that I just had whatever friends I had and in the neighborhood. And yeah. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, I had experienced church through like going with my family. I think they were like kind of like mega churches. This church did a good job of engaging kids. They had, like skate parks and all this stuff. And they would do retreats where you'd like, you know, go camping and do cool stuff. And so I ended up going, like starting to get in, into that and going to that. And it was like, I was really like a, my son's like this too, um, my three-year-old, but I was like a deep thinker. Like my mom always said, my brother would talk about, would ask questions like, does a Ferrari or a Porsche go faster? You know, and I would ask if Jesus is my God, then who made God? Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's, and I was like, Deep I think thinker. really young. Yeah. yeah. And my wow. mom was like, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to Just answer thoughtful that. thoughtful questions. Like, yeah. yeah. And so because of that, I feel like once I did start going to this church event, they were preaching the gospel and I was super young. I was fourth, fifth grade, whatever. It was resonating like hard, you know, when I was hearing about, you know, God being my true father and Jesus, like dying for our sins. And even though I'm a little kid, it's not like I'm walking around with all this guilt or anything. It, it wasn't religion as I had experienced it prior. But what I had experienced prior felt like religion, mm -hmm. felt like don't do this, do that, like come to church on Sundays, like worship, whatever. This was like, you can have a relationship with god uh, mm -hmm. with a father and then when they would when i would hear the gospel and hear about jesus who would like go around eating dinners with people and drinking wine and hanging out with prostitutes and yeah. the tax collectors at the time and right i was like this doesn't seem like the religious god that you know was seemed kind of boring and unapproachable to right. me you know right so I think I'm like saying it in a way I probably never would have said as a kid. You know, it's yeah. hard to speak in the moment as a kid, but in retrospect, I feel like I had a real spiritual understanding of this. Like, and I just remember like in tears, like, and it was transformative for me right. because like, I think I saw my parents differently. Um, yeah. every, my whole world was different. So that was pretty amazing. You know, like I was pumped and I'd be like, it went from my brother being like, you should come to this thing to me like, every 
event or whatever, I was just like, you're there. Wanted everything to do with it. But I was still a kid. You know, I hadn't really been faced with a lot of the adversities and, and crazy stuff that goes along with going into adulthood and everything. And so right at about, and at this point I was in the San Fernando Valley, and then right at about sixth grade, my parents moved to Malibu. You know, mm -hmm. they started talking to, and eventually it happened. My mom always wanted to live there. She loved being by the ocean. She would always take us, she would always take me as a kid to the parks there, like in Malibu, which is kind of weird. We were in the valley, but she just liked hanging out there. And yeah. I think she liked being near the ocean. I think she liked that a lot Peaceful, of- Peaceful, for sure. Yeah, celebrities and <laughs> yeah. stuff lived there. And she was kind of like, she always, I grew up with, uh, she always had People magazines out. So she was always like very into Hollywood right. you know, worlds, you know? So I do think it was, and so, and she had been a nurse for a really long time, like long shifts on her feet. And I think part of her was like, my older kids are moving out. I only have one kid who's going to be in school. And like, maybe I can sort of go to Malibu, like start a more of a relaxed life, be in this kind of culture I want to be in more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just be by the ocean. And then she uh, she got her real estate license. So she started doing real estate in Malibu. This is when I was like seventh grade when I started at Malibu. So my dad did not, I don't think he really wanted to move to Malibu. I, yeah. I think he was like, you know, I think he liked things about Malibu and going to the beach and stuff. He just, my mom's super social. She wanted to be super social. My dad's not social. Um, my dad just is like about family and. Did you think he had like a preconceived notion of what Malibu is? Because when I think of Malibu, I'm like, yeah. ooh, the wealthy, the stars, you know, people who, tr you know, travel, have amazing hobbies such as yeah. surfing and like yeah. can afford that kind of like luxurious lifestyle. That's a good question. I, have, I feel like I haven't really asked him that, um, but I'm interested. But um, he grew up like going out to Malibu to surf a lot as a nice. kid. Um, but yeah, I, I would assume like he's very like, I know throughout his life, he's been invested in politics mm -hmm. uh, in a way that I think sways his stigmas. Am I mm -hmm. using the right Absolutely. The stigmas exactly. of a certain area, you know? Yeah. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a big part of like, you know, maybe some of his hesitation. But yeah, I think from my perception of him too, and looking back and having conversations with him, he was really just super invested in work and just on the grind, you know, and just um, paying the bills and the stress of that. And I think it sounded like my mom and him would kind of come up with ideas. It seemed like probably more so my mom, but maybe both of them would like, let's get a boat. Let's do this vacation to Hawaii let's buy a house in Malibu and a lot of it seemed to be beyond their means you yeah know? but he was like oh, I'll do it and so he was kind of always like uh, yeah I think he looks back and he's like wow like a lot of that was just a grind you know we're so grateful as kids he like put us through college yeah. you know like crazy stuff but like it does a lot to a man did you, know? you ever struggle like in school because you said you moved to malibu like did you ever struggle in school with like just you know other peers in your classroom like giving you judgment or like a sour yeah. face or like you know oh like because when i went to grade school i went to a catholic school yeah and i really struggled because i just didn't fit in with everyone we all had like middle to upper class like mm -hmm. students in there 
But I remember just kind of always feeling like the oddball because I was Latina in my classroom. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was white, mm-hmm. 100% white. I had maybe me being Latina and there was like another Asian uh, mm-hmm. in my classroom. And I just remember like not being able to hang out with the kids because I didn't like fit in. And so, um, and then because of my professional like sports career and gymnastics to mm-hmm. figure skating, these these um so i would have special privileges i can come to school at 11 and i can leave at three yeah and i remember not being invited to parties not being like a part of Mm -hmm. because i didn't like meet the mold if you will and i didn't look the same way as them totally i came from a similar like affluent background Mm -hmm. but it wasn't acknowledged so i'm just curious because that was me in san marino which is by pasadena and i can only imagine like in malibu like what were some of your experiences where did you go to public or private public so it's called malibu high but it had a middle school too so yeah 100 percent. and i was like about to get into that because it the transition okay. was real you know yeah. um coming into malibu like first of all i look like i'm from the valley i have <laughs> uh bleached tips which i had no idea the in sync look yes i was like i'm full in sync well, that was our generation. Yeah. My mom would bleach my tips and um, <laughs> and spiked hair. And I had no idea that that was like, like walking in, everyone's like, where is this guy from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no one was like, oh, maybe he's from Malibu, but I just haven't met him. Like they knew. But, um, and then I had a, what would Jesus do bracelet on? Oh, wow. And I was just stoked on Jesus. Yeah. And like, because of what I, the community i'd come from you know and i was and it was genuine it wasn't like a forced religious thing like i was like stoked and so i came in i didn't know how to surf um i looked like a valley kid and but what i will say is i went at this point i had been to like i think six schools or something my parents just like they moved from i kind of like skipped over that but they moved from like chatsworth to agora and for whatever reason i just like kept switching schools so i got pretty good at making friends just being social because I was like always having to move schools. Yeah. And so when I came to Malibu, like I did a pretty good job at like making friends and, you know, catering to certain right. personalities because I was just like wanted to make friends and yeah, I was meeting cool people. Um, but yeah, I, I have this very vivid memory of I started meeting some friends and I even started dating a girl and this is in like seventh grade or something. So it was like, as much as dating gets <laughs> great. But um, uh, there was this big event happening back at my church in the valley. I, It was like kind of a fun skateboarding, like hangout thing. And then at the end, they do like sermon. And, and I was like, oh, this would be so cool to bring so, like all my friends to this thing. Mm-hmm. And I, so I organized this thing where my mom was going to drive in a Suburban to bring everyone there. We did. We did the whole we got them there, like got, everyone got there. We had a good time. And then at the end, you know, the Jesus came in, which I was stoked on. And I was like, I knew this would be kind of weird, but I was in my mind, I was just like, this would be bomb for them to hear, whatever. And they were like, what the fuck is this? Um, and looking back, like I should have given them more of a heads up. You know, I was just <laughs> like, my, so the girl that I was dating, like broke up with me, like wow. all the friends that I had made were huge step back. They were oh, like, wow. what is up with you? You know what I mean? What, that was weird. Like, you yeah. know, it's funny. Cause I was having a similar experience at that 
Zoe thing the other night. It was like a weird full circle thing. Well, and when I went to the Zoe gala, I remember you pulling me aside and you were like, hey, I just want you to be informed. Yeah. We're going to talk I was, about Jesus. But I like, learned. I think that was like a traumatic response from what you went through. It was. And I was like, this is great. Like, I don't have 100%. any stigmas when it comes to like, I think, you know, when we could go into like a long conversation yeah, about yeah. faith and religion yeah. and like uh, the ways of the universe, like everything, you know, and each belief system is different. I yeah. just try to remain open. And especially in the field that I'm in, it's so important to be open-minded and mm-hmm. teachable when it comes to faith. Because I think everyone's just seeking. Seeking something. Some form of community. Even through the stigma. We're just trying to create a community and a relationship totally. of authenticity and transparency. And like, I also can relate being a woman of faith. Like, My scrutinies and experiences is similar to that. And it just became something that like, I remember as a kid. Just kind of like, okay, let's not bring up the word Jesus. Yes. Because, you know, the world's going to shun you because you have a faith system based off Jesus. Yeah. So, like, I hear you 100%. And not only that, like, it's hurtful to people Mm -hmm. in a real way Mm -hmm. that it, like, the way that I see it is there are a lot, a lot of people that call themselves Christ followers Mm -hmm. who are not. And the way that I, look, I'm not, like, can sit there and judge someone and say 100%. Mm -hmm. But in scripture, it's you know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. So if you start seeing the way they treat their spouse or their partner, their kids, their friends, you're going to see the fruit in their life. You know, their coworkers, their employees. If if you start talking to everyone, they're like, no, that like Jordana is the best. You know, she's the most loving. Like, and that's happening all around. That's fruit. You know, right. and I see fruit from people that don't even say they're a Christ follower. You know, right. it, you can see it. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's how you see a Christ follower. And so there are a lot of people who are very religious mm-hmm. and, and they don't have the relationship right. element. And with that, they're just following rules mm-hmm. and judging people. Because mm-hmm. the more you're like, oh man, I'm so good because I followed all these rules, the more it's like, you're going to judge. You're going to judge. You're going to be hard on yourself. You're going to judge yourself, everyone around everyone you. Yeah. Sometimes you walk into a church and there's a bunch of smiley people which is great but you've got to like protect your heart and mm-hmm. get to know those people by their fruit before you start sharing stuff with them I love that. you yeah. know what i mean um because you never know and and so many of those people who are like i'm a christian there's an americanized christianity i think too where it's it's not a real relationship These following jesus is like really hard like if you really read about it, it's like loving loving your neighbor not just like saying be like yeah i love my neighbor like no like the guy who's yelling at you and is mean like praying for him at night he her him or her and like pursuing them and being like i'm gonna overcome this and love them you know it's hard like i had a boss once who was like ripping into me and just like making my life really hard and my wife was like let's pray for him and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And that, it was like pushing hard into that. I'm saying that like it's one instance. Like that happens right. a lot. But I'm just, that came to mind. But so yeah. So like moving back to Malibu, it was gnarly. Yeah. Like he lost your friends, lost your girlfriend everything. left you. Like all because WWJD, yeah. let's go to this event. Yeah. Like So I started out. losing all of that. Because yeah. I started realizing not only is there very little 
Christians, and sorry that I'm just talking about Jesus this and Christian life. It's just that I'm that's sure my more to it. It's that's great. my huge stigma. Because there's a huge stigma around religion yeah. in general. Yeah, like huge. And so because of that stigma and that reaction, right? It that dramatically shifted yeah. uh, my life at that point. Yeah, I like you know dropped that thing. You like, take the bracelet off. Started learning how yeah. to surf. Yeah. Started pursuing basically everything that the people yeah. around me that I wanted to have as friends right. so I wasn't lonely and alone. Yeah. I started pursuing that. And that included drugs, alcohol, you know, just being promiscuous, just whatever. And the crazy thing was at the same time, my parents were coming into this new community. Right. They were trying... My mom was really, uh, you know after being social and meeting people and plus she was going to be a real estate agent so that's like important too like being social and my dad didn't want to do that and so my mom my mom was like always want to go out to do socializing and so she started drinking a lot and her dad was an alcoholic and i hadn't really experienced her extreme drinking as a kid and it was when we moved to malibu i started seeing it i think Mm -hmm. it started with social stuff yeah and then it, and you know, like I have a memory of I went out to a party and I was out drinking and I was heard from my, always heard from my brother and sister, like mom and dad will get real mad at you if you go. Right. So I remember sneaking through the dog door <laughs> and at night and I was like, oh, I got to get to my room. And then I came in and I saw my mom in the TV room and she was like passed out, like blacked out right and it went from me trying to sneak in my house to now i'm like literally concerned about my mom like shaking her and Mm -hmm. she is snoring and i'm like lifting her up shaking her and she's just out and yeah just empty glass and uh you know she would take pills and Mm -hmm. drink and um and then my dad he felt so like they would go out socializing all the time. So in order to sort of like cure his, look, I'm looking back on this. He may say something different, but this is what it seemed like to me. Um, yeah, I've had your some conversations yeah. with him about it, but um, he he would be uncomfortable. So he would drink more. So mm. as I'm going through high school and having the influences of alcohol and stuff, my parents are literally right there with me. Yeah. Like we're both You're in it together. going through this thing. Yeah. They, my mom seemed to be ex- even more extreme than me, and that kept happening and getting worse. And when they would, they used to fight, and yeah. then the fighting stopped. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was just intuitive kid, and I was like, "This is gonna end at some point." And um, I still don't know all the details, but I think she was kind of having an affair with another woman, and basically, by the time I went to NYU at college. Because I was pursuing film, mm-hmm. um, they got divorced, and yeah, but a big part of that was was Malibu. That change, you know, it was a big yeah. change in all of our lives. And Sounds like huge change, especially changing environments, multiple schools, and then landing in Malibu, and your friends kind of like straight up abandoning you. Totally, because you believe in a certain thing and you were passionate about it. You just wanted to have a fun time, and yeah. Then, they stigmatized you, left you, abandoned you, and then your mom, who's trying to move to Malibu and try to like build her career path mm-hmm. and all the pressures, and your dad's trying to do his thing. Like you're surrounded by just 
it's almost like unorganized chaos. Yeah. Just constantly. And then the abandonment tied yes. with that. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. And what I want to say is I don't feel like a victim. Like I played yeah. a big part in this and I had made decisions and, and almost like yeah everyone that this i met is just your story yeah everyone you're not a I met, victim no yeah. one's cried cry for you like it's just yeah you're sharing some truths and some facts yeah. about your story and i'm sure it's going to touch a lot of people who've probably gone through a similar thing as you have yeah you know? and um and everyone i met yeah in malibu like who may have influenced me or whatever i love all of yeah. them and like i still love them to this day i'm friends with so many of those people and it, they it wasn't they weren't trying to hurt me or anything and um